Welcome Forge fans, I'm here with Jason Reddick. You know, um, season two, episode six. So, you had to pick a mystery steel out of a barrel. What was that like? Uh, well, I'm not knowing what, what you're going to get. It's a little bit scary. At that time, I wasn't real familiar with uh, 52, 100, uh, or the big, or like the big train spring. I wasn't sure you know, what, what, what I'd get, but uh, luckily I got the BW2, which I was very familiar with. Uh, everything went really good. I wound up having a really, really good story. Uh, that's the first time I'd ever used a hydraulic press. Oh, really? Yeah. First time I'd ever used a gas for as well. Oh, really? I, I'd always run strictly off coal before that. Wow. So that was a little challenge. I didn't know nothing about adjusting the forge or anything, so it took my steel a long time to heat up, but I didn't know you could turn things up. You heard, like, they tell you maybe not to touch them or whatever. I, they didn't say. Uh, it, you know, they didn't say either way, and I was on the end, so my back was to everybody. And I saw like Josh in the when we got to watch the episode, he was cranking everything up. I'm like, oh, I probably should have done that. So, but everything turned turned out good. Everything was able to get heated up. But I good Okay. So. Once you got your blade forged out and went to judging, you know, they commented, you know, they liked it. They had a nice taper, a nice shape to it. That'd make you feel pretty good yeah. at that round. And um, I know that uh, Jay, Jay wasn't happy that I didn't leave, a, I didn't put a guard on it. Yeah, so he had to know, you know, he didn't have a guard. Did you just, did you just say, oh, I don't need a guard, or is it time thing? I had thrown my back out the day before I left to go up there and put it really. Uh, I was moving anvils around in the shop. I got this one big 400-pounder in the corner. I'd reach down, bear-hugged it, turned and moved it to a different stump. When I set that thing down, my lower back just, just literally went pow. And you know, it was all I had to do to even sit up in bed after that. So I, I almost wound up not even going. Uh, the whole time we were sitting there in, in front of the judges, I was just like... Finding my, my like happy eyes. My knees were, were wobbling. I was like, "Oh God, just don't let me don't let me fall." <laughs> so I just I did not have the physical capacity to even think about moving hard. I just I couldn't do it. I was like, you know what? They didn't say we had to, so the heck with it. I'm just moving on past. I I, I do wish I would have been able to get one there, but you know. I noticed they did another episode where they had to make daggers. They told everybody that they had to, they had to put a guard on the table. Yeah, I remember in older episodes they would put that guard on it in case, you know, yeah. place didn't have it. Now, you know, you don't really show that too well. Well, I kind of thought about possibly just welding a guard on. I'm like, you know, I don't want people to see that and think that's the way I do stuff at like home. I would never do that to a customer time, so. I was like, I'm, I'm not going to do anything different here than I don't do. Right on. I don't have my home job. So, so round three, you have to make a Nepalese kukri. Yeah. Were you familiar with making anything like that? That was the second kukri I had ever made. And uh, 
compared to the ones that I, I make now, it's pretty primitive. Uh, I did go with a, an older style of cookery. They had one, mine was more of a, had a continuous arch to it. Those were called a long grass cookery. Um, so that's the style that I went with, partly because that's kind of the way it went when I was 14. And I was actually trying to do something. Uh, I knew Josh would probably have a little bit more of a modern take on it. So I was like, well, I'll try to do something. I actually forged it out of the old piece of beef spring that I had in the shop because I went with this old spiel on the, when they were interviewing me at my home forge. I wanted to kind of pay homage to the, you know, the, the village blacksmiths and stuff throughout the world that that's all they have to work with. So I mean, what I wanted to make them out of was so the testing was at this fort. Yes. And uh, you had your sugar cane chop. Um, you made it through no deformation. You made a comment your smooth hand was a little hard to hold on to. Yeah, I, I kind of took the I, I took the finish part a little too too seriously. I sanded the handle down. It was African blackwood. I, I think I stopped sanding on it at like 1500 grit, so it was just like it was like right. nice. it, was, <laughs> it was pretty slick. I should have I should have went back and done some some checkering or something on it. And then uh, you have the carcass slash kill test, and just fine through that. You ended up winning. Yeah. You beat good old Josh Weston. Josh Weston. <laughs> I just, I, I love Josh to death. Me, me and him have become real close, close friends from being on the show together. He, uh, him being from the Charleston area, my sister lives down there. And once we got to talk to him, he literally lives across the river from us. Right. Whenever I go down to Charleston visiting family, I gotta check in. Everybody good? All right, I'm taking off the Josh. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I think he told us during an interview that he would was prepping for his return. He's forging with you a whole lot to get ready for him. Yeah, uh, one thing that Josh he didn't do. Um, whenever I, whenever well, we all met at the airport and then like the van going back to the, to the hotel first night, I kind of I always just I kind of study people. So I just kind of sat back and listened to everybody else talk. And I heard Josh say at the time, he didn't do that well sharpening his own blades. Most time he sent stuff out to be sharpened. Whenever I heard him say that, I was like, well, if it comes down to me, me, me and him, I've got it. One thing I've always been able to do since I was a little kid is sharpen knife better than most people. So I knew, I was like, I've, I've, I've got it. So, and that's exactly what ended up happening. His, uh, his, his blade wasn't as sharp as mine and didn't perform as well. So when he was going back on the show, uh, he wanted me to come down and help, and I was running through a pretty vigorous sharpening regimen to teach him how to sharpen it properly. And now, man, his stuff's just like a razor. He does, he does excellent. Really proud of he would, I, I would venture to say, if he and I went back on the show now, he'd probably beat me. Yeah, yeah. Or it'd, it'd be one hell of a close so, so, um, a couple rapid fire uh, questions here. Stainless or no stainless? No stainless. The only way I'd use stainless is in like uh, like a sand mine construction. My competition blade right up here has, uh, it's, a, it's a stainless uh, sand mine. Okay. Yeah, I'm just not a big fan of stainless. Um, Prefer blade style, so you make the most of it. Um, 
probably big choppers and like big hunting knives. Uh, well, we already know pole versus propane. You're a pole guy. Well, I've just recently this year switched over to doing more more uh, propane. The place I was getting my coal from was shut down. Oh, really? And uh, I, I could get a ton of coal for 150 bucks. Yeah. So it, it was well worth it to stay on coal at the time, but now it's, it's cheaper to run, run propane. I still do use my coal forge for uh, when I'm making like, a real big building of masses because it just gets a whole lot hotter than my gas I can manage bigger chunks of steel for Awesome. Well, that's all we have for now. So check us out, see some more interviews we're doing. And uh, thanks a lot for this yeah. interview with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate, all right. it. I appreciate it. Hey.